clink. Clink. <clears throat> yeah, you're liking it. I like this guy a lot. It's good. I'm enjoying mm -hmm. it a lot. More than good I thought. Pick. Because uh, when I poured it, it was so hoppy. Like, like the smell of it was so hoppy. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like it. Um, But yeah, no, I did venture out to buy this. So I'm glad that it actually worked out to be good. And I picked it solely based on the can, which is just a picture of mountains. Because that's very important to the movie that we're watching today. Yeah. Also, I honestly, like, the, the graphics are kind of bad. They look like... <laughs> Um, an addicting games game. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like real low low res like computer yeah. game. Not low res, just like very, very flat. Very, it's doing its thing, you know. Yeah. Um. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brews on Film with Harley and Mike. We are here still in the quarantine. <laughs> Uh, before we get started, we just wanted to say that here at, uh, Bruise on Film, we stand with Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. and we stand for the protests, and we stand against police brutality and the killing of innocent, uh, black and brown people that seems to be plaguing this country. And there's a lot of hurt going on out there, and we just want to let everyone know that we are trying our best to donate as much as we can and be educate ourselves as much as we can and be able nobody nobody the thing is nobody knows everything and you can't be i mean yes you could be mad at someone who's ignorant because ignorant people honestly can't learn and can't change but there's i think there's a lot of people who have never really thought about like these kind of issues before who are now kind of being faced with them as it becomes more prevalent in things that they're taking place that they are like used to looking at on a daily basis. I think that a lot of people in general, like can just went through life without kind of thinking about um, these kind of issues. And I, I think what's happening, it's, it's painful and it's hard, but it's like necessary for sure. Almost. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's a, I feel like for people who never had to go through something like this, it's definitely a wake up call and a sh and I and hopefully a shattering of your privilege to realize like, wow, I am fortunate enough to never know what it's like to go through anything like this. And but you have empathy and you realize that what's going on is not right and it's not OK. And just something needs to be done about it and again that's why i think we you know both of us we support these protests and we support um you know donating anything that you can and like harley said and even if you don't have the monetary like to to donate there's mm -hmm. like a bunch of things that you can do you can sign petitions you can send emails there's a lot of resources online um and we'll post them yes in, like um when we post it online as well and like the info um just like a lot of things and who knows where we're recording this like you're gonna hear this in a couple of days mm -hmm. we'll see every day it's different every day like new information and new places where you can donate and right. you or new things you can do will come out but um we'll try to 
try to just like whatever is the most current and the best thing that you can do at the time, we'll try to promote that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, because we are in Pride Month and we had announced earlier that we are going to be covering um, queer and, you know, gay Pride movies, um, again, I just want to say that the whole reason that we have a Pride Month and the whole reason that uh, someone like me and other members of my community have gotten to the place where we are is because of black and brown and people of color, queer, trans, gay, um, people who started the Stonewall riots. And the Stonewall riots were a exact attack on police brutality, on the police trying to silence people of my community, um, the LGBTQ community um, especially. And look at where we are now because of those brave people and because of those protests and those riots that got us to where we are now. So anytime that you think that like the rioting isn't working or there's another way to do it, just look at the history, look at the receipts. This is important what's going on and hopefully it is actually making people wake up and want to change. Well said, well said. So, um, yeah, so we just wanted to to mention that right off the top that, um, Black Lives Matter and, and that's what we're going to keep posting about on, on the pod. We'll keep, uh, like Harley said, updating you on all places you can donate, ways that you can make a difference and, and how you can be, uh, an ally to not just the LGBTQ community, but also to people of color who desperately need our help right now. Um, just trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess That's we... That's a regular, regular scheduled <laughs> programming. I guess we pivot, and um, it's hard to find something to that brings light during these times, but um, something that I think both of us are uh, liking to listen to right now is the new Lady Gaga album. Yes. So, like, in what's happening now, it's as if almost the coronavirus is something that we forgot about, um, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely, like, still a real thing, but I think that more things are opening. So I'm not going to say this is, like, my quarantine joy and blah, 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 blah. But so, yeah, Lady Gaga's album came out. For us, it was, like, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, okay, so Lady Gaga's album came out last week. Yes. Um, it's definitely, like, a different sound. So we got a little bit of, like, stupid love. We got the Ariana, like, thing to um, rain on me for a little... Um, hint before the album came out um i think it's i think it's a good good piece of work she comes out with something new every time agaga if you listen to her album to album to album she's never sounds this like for a full album she sounds like in the same vein for the that album yes but for every other like every time she goes to a new album she evolves she just like takes it's like a a like a creative um 
Like it's like a new pat, like a new, you know, when Picasso went through his blue period or whatever, every time Lady Gaga comes out with him with an album, she goes through a different period. That's how I feel. And this one's good. It gives, gives you like a lot. I feel like a lot of like, 80s maybe 70 ish vibes for sure yes um like a, a real dance like this is like the time where i wish clubs were open so i can just go out get my drink on and dance to gaga that's, with my gals yes like, that's what i would love um i texted the the group chat and i said this album makes me want to drunk dance like and i mean that's the truth like specifically drunk dance at Johnny Max, like we like like we're we're in like a crowd. We hear like the faint the faint noise of like mm-hmm. sign from above. Like we like kind of hear it, and then like there's I feel a... like they would not they would definitely not play this new album at Johnny Max. No, but Please. I'm just but this is the picture I have in my head. Okay, and then okay. It's like, and then it's like one of those moments, much like when whenever they play like a Whitney or an Atlantis at Johnny Max. Oh yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like we look at each other and and then we just start drunk dancing singing. And you like black out everyone around you. Yes. And it's just us two on the whatever makeshift dance floor that we made up. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm really loving like, I so I've listened to, I, it's really been my primary listening thing. I know I guys told you like I was really into Dua's album at the beginning of the core and I've been running more. So I want to only, I truly have only been listening to Dua's album when I, I've listened to it sometimes off running but I usually only listen to it when I run and like listen to the whole way through but I've incorporated a lot of the Gaga into I put a just a playlist with both of those albums on it Uh um and so I've been also just listening to the Gaga album a lot and I really like every time I listen to it I'm like oh this is my new favorite this is my favorite this is my favorite I really like 911 interesting Um, I like it. Uh, I like nine one one. I like sour candy. Like right now, my vibes nine one one sour candy. I want to. I need to listen to Blackpink more. My friend Serena, like she told me about Blackpink a while ago, but I never like just listened to them because I don't, I wasn't ready to take on K-pop. Right. Um, but I might be ready now. Okay. They're giving me the vibes that I need in the moment. Um. The song with Elton is really good. Um, I'm trying to think of a thousand doves. I I like a thousand doves a lot. I don't like the one song I really don't like is um, Plastic Doll. Interesting. I, I hate that that one. So the two songs that you named are the two songs that I hate the most, which are Nine One One and Sour Candy. Nine One One is actually my favorite. I decided. Um. Obviously, we all love rain on me like yeah that's a given like you have to love that uh no that took a little bit to grow on me more than stupid love i liked from the jump interesting rain on me took a little bit longer i liked it when it came out but it wasn't like for me it was like you know how it makes your body just like move Uh but it wasn't doing that to me in the beginning okay that's i listened to it when i was too tired for a while and then i got energy and i was like okay sounds good um, I really like No Surprise, the Elton song. That's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. I like Plastic Doll. It's not, like, up on my list. I like Fun Tonight. I Fun like, Tonight's okay. I like I Free Woman. Like, that's, that's like, oh, I like Free Woman, but Fun Tonight, it's like, I walk the down, or is that Free Woman? I don't remember. 
I like Babylon because it may, it reminds me of like Vogue and Ru- and RuPaul and yeah like, and yeah like, I like Babylon a lot and like Pose and stuff like that and I like Replay. Replay's the one I forget about every time. But I don't know. I like the, I like the, I'm enjoying the album. I think it's. Like, I agree. I'm enjoying it too. It's giving me like like some like like every time I listen to it, I just like get like a rush. Guys, it's freaking June. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. How the heck did this happen? I haven't seen my friend. My friend Mike. I haven't seen him. I haven't hung out with him. It's only been on on Google. Uh, it's only through the computer, and I stepped it. I saw him outside in the flesh for mo- like maybe five minutes, three times. Yeah, and, we, and it's um, always a weird interaction because it's we're dropping something off to each other, like yeah. like a beer, and we're always just like, yeah. But it's okay, guys. Don't fret. We have a plan to to social distance, hang out soon. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited about it. Um, oh. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Okay, so let me say what movie we're doing to kick off our our Pride Month. We are doing uh, "Call Me by Your Name." It's uh, one of my I I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, <laughs> no, I I didn't say anything. No. I know. I thought. I, I thought you were gonna really say hot. That. I got a lot of back of the knee sweat. I have a feeling Hardy's gonna say it's too long, and it's too drawn out. But that's. But that's. You one, that these are my feelings. That's one of the reasons why I love it so much because it's the actual building of a relationship. Um. But so for calling you by your name, I wanted to get a peach beer, but I couldn't find a peach beer, so I got uh. Thin Man Brewery's uh, Double IPA Bliss, which is eight percent, and there's not much information I could get about it. Their their website is not great. It doesn't even like say like what like they're about. Like it doesn't say anything, <laughs> um, like about them. Since opening in 2016, we have consistently created innovative beers while focusing on quality. Like okay, that tells me nothing. Um. Uh, also, listeners, if you remember months ago, Mike just re- reminded us we already drank a beer by them. So if I mentioned anything about that of them in that beer, which I might not have, um, just go back and listen and le- learn about it then. Yeah, it's the Christmas Wombat episode. Yeah, it's with Sam. It's, Sam's in the episode. Yes. Um, so this beer, uh, I can read some reviews and then you can tell me what you think it is. So, light-colored IPA here. Nice potent citrus nose on this brew. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting and sweet, fruity flavor profile on this beer. Not much bitterness to speak of. Decent, medium, slash low carbonation. Pretty good. Um, Out of five, right? Uh-huh. 4.2. 4.14. Damn, I'm close. You were close. Uh, Shazam! My new favorite. Okay. ABV completely hidden, citrusy, hoppy, yummy, light, refresh, refreshing. I could go on and on. With warm weather thankfully approaching, this will need to be in a regular rotation. I agree. I would drink this a lot. I would. Drink, I agree. I, I would, would drink, drink this. this. Like usually, I don't love to drink like a, a like a hot like a higher percentage, because um, usually they're more like heavy or like 
more hoppy or like whatever yeah. like in the outside world like that's why i usually switch to a seltzer or i'll switch to like a a sour in the summer or something or a lighter a lighter guy but i could see myself outside by the pool throwing yeah. one of these babies back in your in your mini pool <laughs> in my mini pool that i don't have and i'm not allowed to get but <laughs> who said you're not allowed to get it then said i can't have it that's rude I thought you were going to sit in it for the movie. I mean, that's my ideal. Like, I want to do that. I just want the image of you sitting in a tiny pool, like, watching the movie. I think it'd be great. I don't know. Um, What did you think the rating was on that one? You started it with, with Shazam, or they started it with Shazam. With the Shazam. Um, I'm going to say a 4.6. 4.45. Okay, okay. A little high. So this one says, I picked this up mostly because of the can. I wrote this review. <laughs> and my tendency for IPAs, DIPAs, and TIPAs. It wasn't pro- uh, prominently... I don't know what a T... Oh, a triple IPA? That's what I figured, right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't prominently displayed, but it was an incredible surprise. It's now become a part of my weekly pickup because it's solid. Easy to drink, beautiful color, very fragrant. Um, What, it, what does this one give them? Um, I'm going to say... A... 4.2. 4.9. Wow! It was deceiving because they said so little. <laughs> they didn't say Shazam. No. <laughs> um, what did you? What do you think this is uh, overall on Beer Advocate out of a hundred? Um, seven. Oh no. Uh, oh, at oh, it's number out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, ninety-three. Ninety-one. Okay. And it's ranked number 6,612. Yeah, well, there's like 5 million beers on there, so. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking. I'm really liking this. Thank you for bringing this into my life, honestly. Yes, you're welcome. I have um, another can. I just, I told my dad I would save him one so you can have the other one. No, I'm just going to send it to, to Vin and tell him to try it because I think he'll like it. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so let me pull up okay so call me by your name right yes you have facts release in we have facts released in 2018 what do you think the uh tomato tomato score is um an 85 it's a 95 whoa i should have guessed higher you should have guessed higher i don't know why you didn't um, this movie won one Oscar, Best Adapted. I was going to say, if it won an Oscar, I know it should be higher. Best Adapted Screenplay for James Ivory. Uh, he became... It was a book, correct? It was a book, yeah. Yeah. It beca- He became... James Ivory became the oldest Oscar winner to win a competitive Oscar at the age of 89. Wow. He is the definition of an old white dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> it had... Uh, three other Oscar nominations, um, Best Motion Picture, uh, Best Achievement in Music Written for uh, um, for Motion Picture, which is The Mystery of Love by uh, I, I, Sufjan Stevens. Is that how you say his name? Sufjan? I don't, I don't know. 
But uh, I'm just gonna say high key the soundtrack of this movie. I love it. No, the soundtrack is amazing. Great, yeah. And the mystery of love is the one where it's like, oh, to see beneath your eyes, the first <laughs> time that you kissed. Yeah, that. And best performance by an actor in a leading role by love of my life, Timothy Chalamet. Okay, I will say something uh, controversial. He doesn't do it for me in this movie. He didn't do it for me. He just seemed like a regular guy. Moving on. <laughs> I like my actors to, fe- to 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 seem like actors, you know? No, that's the opposite of I what like you want an actor to be. Like, I like to know that they're trying a little bit hard. Timothy did not seem like he was trying. Like, in a good way. It seemed effortless. Um, so, so is this a, a positive? It sounds like a negative. <laughs> sounds like you're knocking I mean, him. Before you started saying that he got the Oscar nom, I was going to say, you know what? He was just fine for me, you know? You want to know why I think he got the Oscar nom? I think he got the Oscar nom because this movie did so well. It was an indie movie that blew up. And, and it was like his first thing that everybody yes, knew he had, him from. So I had seen him a few months before I saw this because he's in Lady Bird. And they came, yeah. out the, they came out the same year. Yeah. So I had seen him in Lady Bird first and then I saw him in this. And now, obviously, I mean, a majority of my favorite movies are Timothy Chalamet. Not on purpose, yeah. but just because, like, I, he makes good choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but he learned how to speak every language that he speaks in this movie. He learned how to play piano. He learned how to play guitar. It's very much that 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 thing yes. of, like, the actor really wanted to, like, get yeah. it right. That's amazing. Okay, he should get the Oscar. And also, he was he's our age. So in 2018, he was, they filmed this in 2017. How old were we? 22, 23. Right. Yeah. So he was supposed to be seven. He's playing a 17 year old. Okay. Um, I will say this movie takes place in the eighties. It took me a very long time to realize that, um, that they were in the eighties. It says it. I didn't, probably didn't look at whatever, whenever they said it. It says summer 1983, somewhere in northern Italy. Yeah, I probably didn't look at that. I just knew that it took place in Italy. So as someone, and then in Italy, honestly, half the shit, I was there in 2014, <laughs> years ago now. Um, but everything still seems pretty old there. So right. I was like, oh, this could be now time. Right. The way that they're dressing is like now time dressing, kind of. like yes. Everything old is new again. Like I love the shorts that Army Hammer wears in this movie because it's thighs. It's just all thighs. Yeah, I also love his when the when he's the part where he's doing the first dancing part. Um, and it is and the greatest thing there's ever. There's multiple dancing parts. The one, the dancing part that's like outside. Yes, um, it's the greatest thing ever. And um, he he is wearing. I love. They, there's a shot where like they you get they just like get his shoes. Uh-huh. And I don't know, I just loved that they're like Nikes or something, and I just loved it. Also, also uh, Timothy Chalamet coming in and doing the, like, he slides into mm-hmm. into the scene. It's it's good. Um, Army Hammer has stated uh, that despite several various sexual scenes in the film, that the most uncomfortable he ever felt during filming was when he had to film the dancing scenes. Which really? you, you can tell, because he seems, it's not good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like very white guy cringy. To me, anyway. Um, in an interview, 
Timothy Chalamet revealed that Army Hammer suffered wardrobe, wardrobe malfunctions from the shorts he wore throughout the movie, and his testicles had to be digitally edited out of some of the shots. Okay, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Those uh, were tiny shorts. And the film received a 10-minute standing ovation when it premiered at the New York Film Festival. Okay, I could see that. Uh, Lugo uh, Guadagnino who directed this film, also directed the remake of Suspiria with Dakota Johnson. He does a lot of work with Dakota Johnson. Um, I don't know who she is. Yes, or... you do. Do I know who Dakota Johnson is? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, there's something about her I don't like. Oh, I, I will send you so many compilations of her being, like, her sense of humor is so dry and sarcastic that it's like... Is it good? Yes, I okay. I love like her sense of humor. She's the one that you don't like. You know that famous Ellen interview? No. Oh. I honestly God. like kind of cut Ellen out of my media diet a while ago. Okay, well, gay news alert. Because she did an interview with Ellen, where Ellen was like, "Oh, you just had a birthday party. Like, why didn't you invite me?" And Dakota Johnson was like, "I did invite you." And Ellen was like, no, you didn't. I would have come. I love parties. And she goes, no, but I did invite you. You can ask every person here on your team. <sighs> and, and Ellen and Ellen was like, I don't think that that's right. And she goes, no, Ellen, that's not true. <laughs> and then Ellen and then one of the producers in the back started like yelling to her. And and Dakota goes, who said that? Who did that? Did you hear it? <laughs> And then so the guy, like the producer confirmed that Ellen was invited but didn't go. Oh my god. And didn't go. So then Ellen was like, hmm, I wonder like I don't know what I was doing that weekend. I wonder why I couldn't go. So then like Twitter like backtracked and the reason she didn't go was because she was at that football game with George Bush. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so no. there's a great it's a great interview with Ellen and Dakota Johnson. I, I like Dakota Johnson, but anyway, Luca Guadadino uses her in a lot of his movies, and he did the remake of Suspiria, which is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Um, we will definitely not be covering it on this pod because Harley doesn't like blood, and the last 20 minutes is literally just blood. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good off that. Good off that. Oh, um, like, I do have to tell, remind me when we're done um, recording, I do have to tell you about a movie that um Vin's parents watched and they told me about and it reminded me like something that you would like okay but it also seems like a stupid they, they told me the whole the whole what wow. happened because I told them I was it's a scary movie and I said I ain't watching that okay um but they told me the whole thing I'll tell you later okay um Just me. and so a sequel book was published recently and it was confirmed that they are going to move forward with a sequel to this movie Oh, really? Yep. I'd be excited. I'm honestly be excited to see that. So all of the original cast is set to return, and the reason I brought up Dakota Johnson was because Luca, is she gonna be in it? Luca works so close with him that it's rumored that she's going to be in it playing Oliver's wife. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so those are, those are some facts. Was this based on truth, or was it just like a novel? No, I think it's just a novel. It's a novel? Okay. Um... And I understand, like, like some of the criticism for this film is that it's, like, one, it's a very white film, and it's, like, very much, like, a like a privileged, like, person's experience with, like, queerness. And I get that. Like, I understand that. Yeah. But I also love the simplicity of it. And I love that we're in an era, we're in 1983, like, uh, there's no, like, 
shaming really in it by, yeah. by outside forces. No, no one gets beaten up. Nobody gets AIDS and dies. Nobody gets beaten mm-hmm. to death. Like they just kind of let both Elio and Oliver breathe and like, yeah. and like realize like who they are. And I think that that's like really beautiful is that you're seeing Elio figure everything out as he goes through the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like you get, like, a lot of, I mean, I think this is how it was made to be, but you have a lot more sympathy for Elio than you have for Oliver um, at any point of the movie. I don't know. I ultimately didn't really like Oliver. Oh, okay, interesting. Tell me about that. Um, like... There were parts of the movies where I was like, you are much older than him. Like, in any... I'm also, guys, I am coming off my R. Kelly, my, um... I, I, you're not... You're gonna hear this before you hear... You hear my, um... My Jeffrey Epstein thing, but I'm coming off of a situation... Or not a situation. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much older he is. Only five years older? He's 22. Oh, okay. Oliver's 22. Elio is 17. Well, he looks like 35 yes, yes. So, army hammer attractive i think yes i think yes too. He has, he's, he's jet like um generically attractive yes he's very tall like, he looks like a kennedy like you know oh, like yes okay like he has a just, nice he has a nice bubble butt yeah um i yeah i think he's attractive but i i thought he was a lot older than him so there was i like kind of while i was watching it had this feeling of like not like and I mean, there are like like Elio does make advances first, like not first, but like kind of. Uh, he makes like the first. He makes like the first move, move right. Like, and he says something. He like says something. They, says they always something. have these weird conversations that are like, honestly, what are you saying? Just say what you want to say, and then they both like understand what they're not really saying. Well, I think they're both two highly intelligent people who communicate. I don't know. Like, because I... Well, I just think they're dancing around it because nobody wants to be... They don't know. They're trying to feel out the situation. That's what right. that is. And, and I feel like you get the sense that Oliver is immediately attracted to Elio because he is so aloof and, and distant to him in the very beginning of the movie and mm-hmm. doesn't really like to be in the same room as him. Like for as for an extended period of time, he always says later and then like leaves. Yeah, and yeah, I that's think, the whole joke. And I think it's because like he doesn't want, like he can't he can't bear to like be around him for too long because he's afraid of like what is gonna happen or like what he'll say that will like tip people off. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the if like and they even say it in like later on when Oliver and Elio are talking about how much time they wasted. Um, yeah, and he's like, he said, I, I should, like, why didn't you say something sooner? And he was like, I was like trying. I like put my hand on you that time. Yes, and... at the volleyball game. Yeah, and I yeah. Think, and that's the first clear indication of Oliver testing mm-hmm. out like the waters. And Elio is so like recoiled and like, like uncomfortable with it. But it's also like, what else are well, you expecting? Yeah. Okay, my, my, whole, my whole thing is like, Elio, this is probably... What we're getting from this is this this is his first experience like with anything like that. We don't really get a Oliver backstory like, oh, is this his first experience? Is this something that he he's done before? Like, is this like yeah. his like norm? Like what like 
like you don't really you but you get because it's I think it's more in in the perspective of and I think that's why I feel yeah that's why I like I I don't know you like see it more yes sympathize more with Elio yeah I if I had to take a guess I would say that Oliver probably I mean it's not probably his first time like yeah and and I think that he's so guarded and so scared of the intense feelings that he has for Elio that he resorts back to that like arrogant aloofness because there's that whole section where Elio writes him the note saying like please don't hate me please don't be mad at me and then he writes back grow up yeah and Mm -hmm. it's like and Elio's not like offended by it but as an audience member you're like but like why are you being so mean and yeah and you kind of just come and once he finally does let Elio in and then Elio reacts not in the way that he wants which is like after they have sex and then Elio wakes up the next morning and is like aloof and standoffish to him then Oliver yeah. is like the panic sets in on Oliver where it's like fuck I fucked up not even not only like this kid's life but like this friendship that we had yeah which is, and like, I sad. mean that's the part where he's like I'm sorry like I didn't want to mess and then but then Elio like reassures him that no it was like that's the part where it's like you're like oh he's like if you if you think that's the part where I was like, oh, he thinks he thinks he did something wrong. Yes, that's where I got. I mean, like obviously he's not an R. Kelly. Like R. Kelly does not have remorse or whatever. No. And also it's like again not that big of an age difference. But no. you guys know the mindset I'm in. I'm just letting you know the mindset I am when I was watching this. Oliver is but not R. Kelly. He is not R. Kelly. Um, and um, so I think that that's like, like obviously I don't know. He just like. As more like, oh my god, like what happened? What I do? Like, did I take? I feel like he's more like, did I take advantage of the yes. situation? Yes, for sure. Especially because, well, you you learn throughout the entire movie. Elio has this girl Marisa that uh-huh. that he's like kind of with and like sleeps with. Question. But... Wait, question. Is she speaking Italian or French? I think it's. I think they switch on and off between French yeah, and Italian. Like, sometimes I knew because I like I can like hear Italian and know, but like when she was speaking to him, I, it sounded French, and I was confused. I think they switch off because Elio and his mom switch off between French and Italian. Okay. Um. So he has like this girl Marisa on the side who he's like also sleeping with, but it's it's like a great. Well, let's also let's also like. Go ahead. Like he, we're assuming. I'm assuming he's a virgin when this happens, yes. and then uh, that that um scene under the tree. Yes. Like that's like the first time. Yes. And it like it happens right after he's like at breakfast with Oliver and and his dad maybe or some other man. It's his dad. And him, and he's like, I um I almost had sex with whatever her name is. Yes. But I, I, but I don't know why he says it doesn't happen, but. So, I mean, that I feel like that moment was, um, it was, I feel like it was, it was like one of those conversations that you were talking about where it's like both, cause he knows Oliver's there. He knows Oliver's listening. And he says, all I had to do was find the courage to reach out and touch. She would have said yes. But the way that he says she would have said yes, he looks at Oliver when, mm-hmm. he, when he says it. And then Oliver looks at him and says, well, you'll just have to try again later. Yeah. 
So it's 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 very much like these nonverbal cues that they're giving to each other, but neither of them wants to go there because they're so afraid of like what yeah, it means. Yeah, no one wants to be the first person to say anything. Yeah. And then there's the really on the nose thing of when the mom reads the story in German and yeah. and says like the princess and the prince and he, you know, was it uh I have the quote. It's like um is it better to speak or to die? And then he brings it mm-hmm. up to Oliver. Oliver, yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then Oliver's immediate reaction is, let's go into town. And then that's where mm-hmm. they get into the whole conversation of, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, like, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and that's, like, the start, the, 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 the launch part of their whole, like, relationship. Right. Because up until then, it's them developing a friendship. Yeah. Although I do think that Oliver realizes what's going on sooner than Elio does. Um, I think Elio is still trying, is like in his head, like still trying to figure out like what everything means. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the vibe I get from it. Um, but I feel like a lot of the movie, it's more like Elio's perspective and you kind of get like these like feelings that like, Oh, he knows what Elio knows what he feels, but he doesn't, no, like he doesn't want to show them right i guess yeah i mean so the whole like, the whole movie is about i think it's about like discovery discovery and, like, for sure i mean yeah. the, i mean the he's an archaeologist like that's like what yeah. the the dad and oliver do and also they dig up remains of men like like they never they're never looking at a fully formed man in this movie they're always looking at pieces of a man uh-huh. So it's like one of those things where it's like none and and you find out later on from the dad that none of them are 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 full like none of them feel fully formed because they don't know who they are. Yeah. You know or or they can't be who they fully want to be type of thing. Mhm. Um Did you notice the fly, the constant fly? No. So there's a constant Oh, there I seen like the one part in the be- in the be- he was in the bedroom. Yes. And that's when I noticed it. So the fly... But I'm also like, you're just eating fruit everywhere. Like, of course there's going to be flies. But the fly sound is so obvious. I feel like... And also, to the fly only... You only start to hear and see the fly when Oliver shows up. And then as soon as um, Oliver is gone, the fly... like, And then as soon as they get together, the fly is gone. And then when Oliver leaves again, the fly shows back up. So are you saying it's symbolism? Yes. <laughs> I'm saying I think it's like this nagging feeling that Elio it's like it's like Elio's feelings for Oliver. They're just always there, always around, always nagging at him. Mm-hmm. That's just one interpretation. I mean it I mean the peach the peach scene you could talk about for literally forever about like what it means and like you know yeah. the very uh like base level of that like it's like about sex and it's like about that type of thing but like the underlying meanings could go in so many different directions because Oliver or Elio makes it a point when he first meets Oliver to talk about how since he was young the thing that he remembers like most is like the peach trees and the peaches so you know it's a thing about how like Elio can never go back and do that kid again. For some reason in the beginning I thought he talked about apricots. He talks about apricots, peaches, and something else. Okay, but he makes gotcha. a, a point to say something about, I believe, something about the peaches. 
Um, but yeah, lots. Of, I mean, this movie is just filled with like things like that, like symbolism like that, and also just like beautiful scenery. Um, but what did you think of the part when they go to the lake and Elio, like you said, makes the first move? I don't. For some reason, it always gives me mad anxiety when I see this type of thing happen because I'm always afraid that it's going to lead, which is not good. Like I should not think like this, but it's like the way that society has like ingrained itself is that like I always think like something bad's gonna happen um yeah me too anything in public like when people like do shit in public like even if it's like a hetero yes like anything I'm always like something bad is gonna happen the police is gonna come like blah 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 so I mean I I kind of well I kind of like that also at that point that was when like Elio's like kind of like pushing for it more so. Yeah. Um, and like Oliver's like, no, 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 no. So it's like kind of gets you intrigued about like what the fuck you want then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it gets you just like more interested in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like when Oliver's like, no, don't. And then he grabs his shorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Uh, I want to talk about the parents really fast. Because I love the parents in this movie. Yes. And I feel like the mom knows things are up before anything. Oh, I agree. 100%. And there's even, there's that great moment when... I think the mom even knows when she's reading that story. Yeah. Like, I think she knows. And that's, like, not before anything happened, but that's, like, before that's before anything like a big happens i think i think that's before they sleep with each other yes yeah um i mean but she also she definitely also was an idiot an idiot and like knew what was going on with um the girl yeah so like she could have been like just saying it that way too one of the best parts is when they get on the bus to go on their like romantic getaway together and then Uh and then the girl that oliver has been like making out with and she's like, come over to dinner. And Maritia is coming too. And I was like, oh, like, she's going to have a talk with them. She's like, she can spill that tea. Like that tea <laughs> is spilt with these girls. Those girls don't know what is in store for them. Yeah. You uh, know that happened though. Like in our minds, that had to have happened. I would have loved to see the scene where she was like smoking the cig and it's just like, so here's what it is. Um, I love their trip. It's cute. I, I, I don't like when he throws up, but I love that. I do love that dancey part. I also love when once they start like their relationship, it's so cute and it's so it's like so um, cute. it's like it's like when you're first like, like it's like first lusty, like it's like the the like when you're first in a relationship and it's like you just want to touch each other and kiss each. It's like it's like so cute. Yeah, like when he when Oliver gets that nosebleed at at dinner and then he goes away and then oliver comes in to check on him i'm like this mm-hmm. is this is when you know oliver cares like oliver cares yeah about, yeah yeah, about yeah. Him. um i like the call me by your name stuff i don't okay i don't like that that does not make me horny that does not make me hot <laughs> that does not make me feel good inside wait, i want to wait i didn't say that that it made me feel like that i'm saying <laughs> see this movie touches me in a in a way not like that because it's like it's like so romantic and so like over the top like this amazing like these two people found each other against all odds type of thing and that like speaks to the romantic in me and it like 
makes me feel like hopeful and and the call me by your name thing it doesn't make me hot or horny but it makes me go like oh it's so cute because i don't why is it cute because like oliver wants to not only like be with elio but he wants they both want to like be each other like they want to like be one like with each other and like I, I, i did not get those vibes I did not, I don't know, I don't know what vibes that they were, that my thing was like, I don't know what vibes they're trying to get with this. <laughs> I don't like this. This wouldn't, like, I'm not even being like, them saying it to each other was supposed to make me hot or horny, but I was like, me picturing me doing this with someone does not make me hot or horny. And it actually makes me not hot or horny and uncomfortable. Well, it was also 1983. I don't know what else to say. Was like of course the part where this and i'm okay guys we didn't Go even ahead. touch on this but i had said i seen this movie oh yes and i truly don't think i i remember the last like okay so they go on this after they're like they start their whole relationship and it's like um Oliver's farewell. He has to like go to t- this other town. He has to go to Bergamo mm-hmm. to um do whatever <laughs> i didn't um, even pick up on that yeah <laughs> Those also hit the one of the worst with Corona too. Call like, me, call me Bergamo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it so when they go on there, like wait, where are they? Go? So I remember them going on. I remember them getting on that bus, going on the trip. The mom being like, "Oh, why doesn't like Ilya go with you or yeah. whatever?" Um, and I remember the rest of the movie to the end. So I definitely seen that, but the whole before that and it's so strange because you no would have clue. remembered the peach scene i knew the peach scene just from like social media and stuff when he comes and in and tries to like, eat it I was like, but but so me watching this for the first for technically the for most of it for the first time um the whole the fact that the part that i absolutely hated the most was what the movie was named after i was like are you kidding me did you hate the call me by your name stuff more or less than when he sneaks into Oliver's room and puts his shorts on over his head. I like the shorts on the head part. <laughs> I will say, I the peach scene... That's like something someone does in their own spare time. And we're just watching it because it's a movie. Normally we wouldn't see that. But he's like aroused by it. Like he's like humping the bed. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I, I also want to say that that dusty old attic that he takes Maurizia to to have sex with. I was like, I was like, please don't do that. And that, but then it's also sad because then the next scene is when the gay couple, the older gay couple show up and then Maurizia has to like leave and her hair is such a oh mess. God. It's horrible. She has such bad sex hair. And I mean, also we could talk about Becky. Like, so I think at that point of the movie, he like, obviously they were him and Oliver already kind of like, did they start their relationship? They had no, because had... no. No, he drops the girl completely once they. Yes, but he's checking. Whatever. It's when he's checking his watch because Oliver said to meet at midnight. Yes, but yes, but it was right after the gay couple came over. Yes, yes. because Oliver's he's like, oh, I gotta go to bed. Like, blah, 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 because blah, blah. Oliver's not there, and I think no. that Oliver's not there. No, be... but he has so much. But um, what's his name? Elio. Elio has like a lot of like distaste for the gay couple and I feel like it's because he's trying to just like deflect his like his own yeah 
feelings, like whatever. And his dad even calls him out on it and is like, this is not who you are. So like, stop. Yeah. But I think Oliver, because right when they say like that this gay couple is coming over, Oliver goes to Mafelda, who is the housekeeper, and is like, I'm not coming to dinner tonight. And I think that that's like a very purposeful thing that he does. Like he is removing himself because I think that he's afraid that if this gay couple is there, they'll pick up on what's happening between, between him and Oliver. I mean, yeah. between him and Elio. But what you were saying about, because it is like such, like he sleeps with, with Maritza while looking at his watch to go meet Oliver. It's like not <laughs> good. No. And I always try to like figure out, like, like I'm like, okay, like he's confused, like whatever. But I'm like, if you're confused, you don't have to sleep with her. Yeah. Like, I think he, maybe it was like a thing, like he knew he had these feelings, but he wanted to like be like, oh, maybe if I, like have sex with a girl I won't feel these feelings yeah well there's like so many parts in it where so like after Oliver and Elio have sex and then Elio you know looks like he regrets it or looks like he's mad like Oliver like is like pull down your shorts and then like gives him a blowjob and is like okay still hard bye yeah uh and I was like um and then I mean the peach just to go back to the peach scene it's not my favorite thing. I, it's not even like. But it's I, not my favorite thing. I don't like. I don't Elio, mind it. Do what, Elio, do whatever you want to do when you're exploring. Again, we would never see this in real life. I'm sure people have done worse. I don't like seeing when Oliver eats it. So we don't actually see that, it. Yes, you do. You, you see, see him. him his mouth. You see him lick it. Yeah. Okay. Well, not. Yeah, but that's still the same thing to me. But I also want to say that. The one of the parts that like makes me LOL, and I don't know if it's Army Hammer's delivery of it or just like the fact that's happening, but he walks in on Elio in this dusty attic and he starts to give Elio a blowjob. And as he's giving him a blowjob, he's like, hmm. And it's like, and it's like, what did you do? Because he's tasting peach yeah, on his yeah, dick. Yeah. But also, like, that's probably better than normal. I don't know. <laughs> this is like dusty 80s Italia. Italia. Like, okay. But they're probably sweating. There's no central air. No, you're right. It's probably a refreshing flavor. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that it makes me LOL. And, I, and again, I don't know if it's because of the way Army Hammer says it. Because he looks at him as like, what did you do? Because like yeah. he's tasting peach. But I don't know. It makes me laugh. Um, should we get into, like, I guess the ending of this movie? Um. So they go on the so, trip. And yes. they have their goodbye, which is really sad. I literally, I do want to mention again. I literally just love watching their, like, their, like, their, their, giddy, their giddiness of just, like, I don't know, being able to be together. Yeah. It's so cute. And it just, like, makes me feel so light. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree 100%. That's why I picked this movie. We're going to be focusing on movies that don't have really anything to do with, like, tragedy. Like, we're trying to stay in, like, the positive of, like, a, like a positive, like, uplift. Positive of the queer experience. Yeah, yeah. like, uplift, like, like we don't, you know, so many of, of, like, the stories that are told about queer people are, like, about, like, them dying of AIDS or about them being beaten up or about, like, you know, all this stuff and, it's important to like tell those stories as like too, but it's always, I guess, refreshing for me anyway, when I see a story that's just 
Like you could you could copy paste this story and insert a like a hetero couple. Yeah. You know what For I sure. mean? Yeah. Like, because it's it's and it's the same type and I like that. I like that it's yeah. like you're giving a queer story the same amount of love and, and I mean, respect that's how that it you would. that's how it should that's literally how it should be. Right. Like, so um I mean and not to not to be like like typically like a queer person, um LGBTQ plus person will like definitely have to deal with different like harder like things yes for sure nor in like in a normal story but it's nice to just not have that be the main the main focus focus. i guess that's that's the best way to put it is that is that it's not and it's not like a like a plot point like it's not like an exciting an inciting incident where it's like the whole story is like oh look how nice and then like a tragedy happens and it's like oh my god now it's like like just like death and like sadness like this is like an actual like happy somewhat happy story because the ending is like like heartbreakingly sad and yeah it, and it makes me cry for like 10 minutes straight every time because but it's also like i think very relatable for anybody who's yeah. watching it's like anybody's first heartbreak yeah like over anything over anyone anything like mm-hmm. it's very relatable the sadness and i guess we'll go into it more but the sadness that Elio feels. Yeah. So they end up, they say goodbye at that, at the train station. And, uh, I, I always miss what Elio was supposed, Elio was supposed to go on a train or a bus to go back. I didn't get, I didn't get what he was supposed to do either, but he just gets his mom to pick him up. Yeah. I love, I love when he calls his mom and he goes, can you come get me mom? Like, Uh I love it. And then they're sitting in the car and he's crying and she puts his, she puts her hand like on his head because she knows, you know, the real reason that, that he's crying. And, and, then, he, and she's just there smoking. Yeah, she's, I love Everybody her. Everybody in this movie is smoking. Yes, yeah. Um, they did not see that PSA. I like Loki. I love the dad, too. Yeah, I love the dad. Michael Storberg is great. So they, it gets into the dad speech. What did you take away from the dad speech? Because there are varying interpretations okay, so of it. I thought that it could have went two ways. Like, right. I think that... The first time, because I, I, this is the part that I saw twice. Okay. The first time, I was like, he is legit saying, I, uh, um, like, was almost with a man. I've almost been with a man multiple times, but I never had the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And this time, I was like, okay, it could still mean that, or it can mean, like, even with his wife, he's never, like, loved, it's not some, he's never loved someone as much as, like, Ilio and, and, Oliver just like so easily Mm -hmm. had that thing together. Yeah. But he never, he might, he saw opportunities too, but never did. Yeah. That's, those are the two things I got. Yeah. I mean, those are basically the two interpretations that people have. It's that it's either that he has come close to being in a, in a gay relationship or he's I feel like that's what it is. (laughs) So the very first time I saw this in theaters, in the little theater in Red Bank, I went with the second, I didn't, it went so over my head, I never thought it was about, like, him being in a gay relationship. I thought he was always talking about how, like, even in his marriage, it never compares to, like, the love that that him and Oliver had for each other. Yeah. And then, the second time, and, like, after talking about it, then I started to be more inclined to go with the, with the first one that you said about him almost being in a, in a gay relationship. So let me, can I just read yeah. you some quotes? Sure. So he says to Elio right now, 
you may f- you may not want to feel anything but but feel everything which i love that mm-hmm. uh we rip out so much of ourselves to be cured faster go bankrupt by 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new that honestly just yeah. that destroys me <laughs> <laughs> and then just this last one um uh, he says, but as not to feel nothing, so we can't feel anything, what a waste. Mm. Yeah, no. So he's basically just telling Elio that, like, you know, this heartbreak sucks, and this heartbreak is terrible, but you can't not feel it, because if you don't feel two things, basically, if you if you stop feeling anything, then what are you going to be able to offer the, the next person that comes in? And then yeah. the other side of that is, like, if you start to feel nothing then you're never going to be able to remember how you felt when you were with that person. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I like that part a lot. And then um, Oliver called. So then it's Christmas. It's Hanukkah. 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 It's Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. And Oliver calls. Oh, yeah, because that, that was like a, we didn't touch upon that, but that was like a weird thing while they, why they're like akin, because they're like um both, both Jewish. The only Jews. The only Jews in their communities. Yeah. Um, and it, then that then doesn't, like, well, the mom, I think that's when the mom knows because he's, like, Ilio starts wearing, starts wearing his Star of David and he never did before. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Elio picks up the phone and it's Oliver. And he, like, makes the joke because Oliver's like, oh, I have something to tell you. And Elio's like, oh, you're going to get married? And then mm-hmm. Oliver is like, I am getting married, like, in the spring. Yeah. And you just see, like, the devastation on... That it, hurt me. It, it hurts. And I don't even know if it's, like, devastation that, like, Elio ever thought that they were going to be, like, together again. But more, like, the devastation... But it kind of... De- it, it defeats all any, like... Because there's definitely, like, this this thing that, like, once you have... You like someone, you have a crush on something, you kind of just, like envision like a future yeah like you're like oh like whatever like even if it can't happen whatever but you still think about it and that's like a definite no yeah there's no possibility yeah exactly exactly um and then the mom and dad pick up and they're like oh when are you gonna come visit and then the mom is like uh they they like they uh oliver says like oh i'm getting married and then the mom is like, oh, we'll let you talk to Elio. We'll let you talk to Elio. And then when they hang up the phone, they look at each other. And yeah. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> because they're looking at each other like, oh, like, poor Elio. Yeah, no. And then uh, he tells Oliver that his parents know about them. And Oliver yeah. is like, yes, I know. They made me feel like more like a son-in-law than like a student. Yeah. Uh, and he says how lucky Elio is. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, and then Oliver does the call me, or Elio does the call me by your name thing. Oh, and I hated it even more on the phone. I literally hated it even more. Army Hammers, uh, Elio, Elio, Elio. I just don't like, that's just, I think that's, I don't, because I never mind, I don't think I minded um, when Elio said it, but I did not <laughs> like, I don't know. I you don't like, like Army Hammers, Elio. I'm like schmerschmer about army hammer i think it was the right look there's something about his voice that was not right for the part well he has a very deep voice yeah it was uh, not right for me i was a little annoyed when he didn't get supporting actor i feel like he deserved it i mean yeah he did a good job but there was something about his voice that was not right for me for... 
Um, and then it ends with that really infamous and iconic him crying, him crying like by, by the fireplace. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, when I told Mike, I only remembered the end. He said what him fi- crying by the fireplace. <laughs> I assumed that that's what you meant by the end. Yeah, you did not see this movie. I saw the end. I remember doing la- folding laundry during the end. I thought I watched the whole thing, but I don't think I did. <laughs> well, did you like it? Like, what? Like, I don't know. I don't, like, it's a very simple movie. Like, it's not trying, it's not did... trying to be anything. Yeah, I did like it. I enjoyed it. Um, did you think it was too long? Was it a little long and drawn out for me? Could I have cut a couple scenes? Absolutely. What would you cut? Let me know. I don't know. Some of their, like, just back and forth things, like, in the town, out of town, da, 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 like, whatever, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't even, that some of the scenes are not memorable enough, enough for me. Right. That's so you can't, you can't even cut them because you can't remember them. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say about this movie? No, it's, like, a good watch. It's definitely, if you haven't seen it, you should. Um... Yeah, it's a good watch. I I like it, and I think that it again. It's like a like what you said. It's more of like a positive queer story than things that are like typically um like promoted or whatever. Yeah, uh, and I think it it deserves its Oscars and stuff like that. Like talking about it with you more definitely like help like me like see like symbolism and like all of this stuff things that i don't look to the depths of when i watch movies because also i have i just listen to most of my movies (laughs) and you watch it on your phone i don't know if you are getting could you could you get the full scenic landscape of italy on your phone yeah Mm -hmm. also my last note or one of my last notes i want to say is when they start to play mystery of love like when they're like traveling like going for a hike i was just like turn it up uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah that's what i was like this soundtrack is great <laughs> it's so good it's so good uh and i also love the font i love the font of of everything i gotta look i don't know the font um okay. is it a serif no it's like a like a script kind of like a, okay like a oh yes uh what would you give this beer um, I would give this beer out of five, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I'd give this beer like a 4.3. 4.3. I'm gonna go... I actually really like this, so I'm going 4.5. Uh, which maybe is my highest? One of them? Yes. Yeah, my highest ever. Oh, no, wow. just, just kidding, just kidding. That's a surprise, too, for, like, a double IPA to be your highest. Just kidding. It's, fi- it's so my highest is actually 4.55, and it was Goose Island Lost Palette. That was also a, an IPA, though, right? Yeah. Wow. So. Oh, but that was, wasn't that the mango one? I don't know. Yes, that no, was the, mango, the weird mango cinnamon one. <laughs> that I yeah. couldn't taste. Yeah, you couldn't taste the cinnamon. Um, so the average for this beer is four point four. It's great. I think it's a great. Where does it land on our our scale? Uh, I think that's got to be pretty high. 
four. My four. room is about 800 degrees, so right now it's getting, it's a little warm, so I may be thinking about ever drinking it out by the pool, out in my mini pool. Um, <laughs> it's our guys, highest. Guys, everybody text Vin and tell him to let me have a mini pool. Everyone DM Vin and say, let Harley get the mini pool. It's our highest beer, by the way. Wow. I think it's deserved. Yeah. That's good that both of us like it. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Thank you. I'm excited for, I got a beer for next week that I'm excited to try. Yes. You sent me the thing. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, what would you give this movie out of five? Um, like a 4.2. Gave a star is born 4.85. <laughs> What did I give a stars one? Four point seven five. You know, I, I'm gonna say I stand by these. I, mean, I stand, I stand by, by you. That movie by makes it. me feel something. Yeah, this movie also makes me feel something. I'm gonna go four point five five. Okay. Wow, this was an altogether high episode. Yeah. So our. Average. I'm alone in my house. I'm out on the tab. That's my favorite Star is Born song. 4.375 is the 4. rating 7. for this movie. 75? 4.375. Oh, okay. So, that's that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anything else you can think about? No, I think that's really it. For me, for this movie, this week, this beer. I think so, too. I just want everyone to know that I have, I had five pages of notes for this movie. I mean, guys, I just, okay, since the quarantine, I stopped taking notes, but how good and fluid can I go with it? Yeah, no, you're, you're good with it. Yeah. When I remember it, I'm like, I can go. When you make, when you tell me the pressure and you make me go through the movie by myself, I'm like, this is line by line. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) That's the one time she actually does take notes. I can't wait for August. I can't wait for August when it's, when I can just sit back and be like, "Uh uh-huh. But you like frame it good. And then I just start talking about stuff and I go on rants. Yeah. But it's hard when I have to do it myself. I can't go on rants. I'm like, where do I start? Where do I start? You want to know the best place to start? At the beginning. Yeah, I guess. We didn't start at the beginning in this movie. I told you I didn't even watch the beginning that said said what year it was in, so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I was going to say like something. The only, the only thing. Okay, I have two things that have not been postponed by Corona. Uh-huh. Thus far. Okay. And one of them is Gaga. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's um, not happening. I oh yeah I, okay okay that's what you say. Um, <laughs> We're all gonna stand stand in the stadium with masks. Yeah, I, I would wear a friggin' mask. It's not about the mask; it's about the number of people. Yeah, I know. But still, when is that supposed to be? August eighteenth, August nineteenth. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Like honestly, guys, who? You know what's happening? Who knows? I have people in my life who are literally getting on planes tomorrow. And I'm like, not me, honey. Not me. <laughs> I said, you know what kind of, you know what air that is? That just filters the air right all around. You're going to get all them germs. Okay. Yeah. Famously, I got sick right after I was on a plane. 
You should get your antibodies test. My mom just got hers. I know. I do. I do want to go and get tested. You can go to just um, uh, the like the urgent care and they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You should do it. Um. But yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else. Next week, we are covering a documentary. Well, actually, it's this week. This week, you're right. Also this week. This week, we are covering a documentary. That uh, You guys get double episodes this week, so. Yeah. Feel blessed, not stressed, and um, you guys know the deal. Educate yourself, donate, do what you can. Um. Like, everybody is going to be able to contribute in a different way. Um, you you don't, not being like you, if you can do everything, freaking do everything. But if you can't do everything, just do, literally do what you can and do it to the best of your ability. And that's that. And amplify black voices and, and like, and... Also, like, educate yourself. That doesn't mean going to, like, your black friend or, like, your your whatever and, like, trying to get them to, to, to explain it to you. you. There's a lot of, there's the internet, there's a lot of resources. Just, like, go on social media and you're, you'll be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that for that. So, you guys know the drill. Follow us on Instagram at Bruise on Film for updates, anything you could ever dream about. Um, rate and subscribe always. We appreciate it. Um, and I think that's it. So, 